For the past six episodes, we've delved in the differences between fixed and growth mindsets in students, athletes, and employees. But I would be remiss if I didn't let you in on a secret. Teachers, coaches, and leaders can fall into the same mindset traps. Welcome back or welcome to The Ripple Tank. This is your host, Mark Cheney, Director of Mental Performance at Faith Lutheran High School and Certified Mental Performance Consultant. And I want to thank you for joining us in our wrap-up of Fixed and Growth Mindsets. And a special thanks to those of you who have left us a rating, interacted with us on social media, or simply shared the message with those around you. Today, we close out our series on Fixed and Growth Mindsets. And as we've explored this concept, we've looked at the impact that mindset has on effort, failure, challenge, feedback, and the success of others. But we have to consider the fact that teachers, coaches, and leaders can fall into the same traps. And let me tell you what that looks like. A coach with a fixed mindset is going to keep his eye out for talent, whereas the growth mindset coach is certainly looking for talent. We all are. But their focus is on inspiring and developing that talent. The fixed mindset coach is closed off to feedback and doesn't want to hear from anyone else that they're doing a poor job. Versus a growth mindset coach who's open to feedback, whether that comes from another coach, an assistant, or even his players. The fixed mindset coach is consumed with what Urban Meyer called BCD, blame, complain, and defend. It's never his loss. It's never his fault. There's always somebody else to blame. The growth mindset coach takes a different perspective. The great North Carolina basketball coach Dean Smith always used to say that his players were responsible for the wins and he was responsible for the losses. A fixed mindset coach develops a culture that celebrates superstars and divas versus a growth mindset that's looking to develop teamwork and team spirit. So I'd really encourage you to reflect. Look at your own teaching or coaching or leading. And where do you fall into the belief that a player can't improve or a student can't learn anymore or a situation will never change? As we've talked about earlier in this series, simply being aware of that mindset is an important step towards changing the mindset. So how can we change mindsets? What can we do to develop a growth mindset culture? So I want to give you a number of approaches you can use that will help those you lead, as well as yourself, develop that growth mindset. I think the first is to explain the concept of neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is simply an understanding that the brain structure can change over time. And literally, when we learn things, we change the structures in our brain. You don't need to be a specialist in neuroscience. And there's some really great resources out there. And even some simple video clips that I'm happy to share with you. But helping everyone understand that when you learn, 
the brain actually grows. The brain is like a muscle. It develops and changes. Shows that, that from that point, you can move forward. You can improve and things can change. Secondly, you have to embrace challenge and failure. And I'll use an example from Las Vegas. Liberty High School was one of several high schools that opened in the last 15 years as a result of the rapid expansion of the Valley. And from a very early time, they played the leading football program, not just in Nevada, but arguably in the country in Bishop Gorman. The first time they played, they lost 63 to 10. Then it was 50 to zero. Then 62 to 21. And in 2016, they lost the state championship game 84 to 8. But where other people in the Las Vegas Valley were saying, we're not playing Gorman, we can't match up with them, we don't have a prayer, we should kick them out of the state association. In other words, demonstrating a fixed mindset, head coach Morocco said, it's good for us to play Gorman. It gets our kids exposure. We want to play the best. And so the following year, they lost in the playoffs again. But this time it was 35-13. to 13. The next year, they closed the gap to 42-28. And finally, in the fall of 2019, they broke through and defeated Bishop Gorman, the first local team to do that in 10 years. And they went on to win a state championship. That never happens if they don't embrace the failure and the challenge of playing the best. Third, you have to be intentional about how you design your practice or training. Is the point progress or perfection? Do you run the drill over and over and over until it's perfect, or do you run it so that it's a teaching opportunity where failure is inherently built in? So what's the purpose of the drill? Is it to prepare for competition or is it simply to do the drill and look good in practice? What are your consequences for mistakes? Does it create an environment where people are willing to make mistakes or are they afraid to make mistakes and instead hold back? What kind of questions do you ask your athletes or students? I'd encourage you to think about questions that require their thought. What happened there? What was supposed to happen? Why did you make that decision? Have you considered this option? Taking that approach goes a long way towards creating a growth mindset environment. I'd also encourage you to watch your language. We have a banned words list and a list of words that are accepted in practice. So what words are banned? Things like can't or bad, talent, or smart, perfect, or outcome. Those are simply words that I don't use. The accepted words include things like yet. We're not there yet. Learning, effort, work, thinking, progress, the process. Those are the types of words we like to use in our practices. Those become critical when you're providing feedback. And as we discussed in our episode on feedback, you can direct feedback to the person, the process, 
or the outcome. Unfortunately, giving personal feedback or outcome-based feedback both feed into creating a fixed mindset. So make sure that you're focusing on the process because that's what will help develop that growth mindset. And just overall, whether it's in your workplace, classroom, or your athletic program, you need to be the model for learning. Own your mistakes. Discuss them. Put them out there. Take feedback from your players. Hire growth mindset coaches and build that culture that says we're about learning and we're about improving and we're about growing. So to recap, if you can teach about the brain, embrace challenge and failure, strategically design your practices and training, impact your language, guide the feedback, and establish a culture of growth mindset in your program, then you're well on your way to starting a significant growth mindset ripple. So that wraps up this week's episode and this series on fixed and growth mindset. We thank you for joining with us and sharing what you've learned, whether that's through a conversation with a colleague, posting on social media, or leaving us a rating or review on iTunes. All of those help us spread the ripple. And until next time, go make a ripple.